Today, Democrats unveil a $350 billion Economic Justice Act. The National Museum of African American History redefines whiteness. Turns out their definition is pretty racist. And Georgia's Governor Kemp overrides mask mandates in the state. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by It's the Bromance. The bros are back in town. We've got Grant Stinchfield of Newsmax's Saturday Report and Yakubuyan's host of the yeah. Yakubuyan Show. We love so each other. So glad he's back. Yeah. It's, well, it's funny because you were on earlier this week, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so okay, but you you guys were on separately, and, and it's we not actually the same. we got viewer comments, and they were like, "Why aren't they together?" No way. What? Ha- yes. For real? Yes. Yes. Oh, what, happened? what happened? What happened? Why? Why aren't you putting them on together? I'm like, calm down. They'll be back on Thursday. The dream team. The three musketeers. <laughs> uh, all right. So we've got a lot of uh, wokeness to get into, a lot of social justice nonsense. The first of which, Senate Democrats today released a $350 billion plan to tackle systemic racism and historic underinvestment in communities of color that have been hardest hit by the coronavirus pandemic and economic downturn. Now, this Economic Justice Act calls for 10 major investments over the next five years to help communities of color with childcare, healthcare, jobs programs, infrastructure improvements, and housing assistance. Uh, they framed their proposal as a down payment on calls to address systemic racism and economic disparities that have been spotlighted, of course, in the wake of coronavirus and George Floyd. And uh, it would be partially funded, uh, apparently, supposedly, it would be partially funded through reprogramming $200 billion in unspent funds from the CARES Act coronavirus response legislation just signed into law in March. Now, this is I gave you the, the, the categories, right? $50 billion in child care programs, $40 billion for community health care efforts, $25 billion for job training and at-risk youth initiatives, $20 billion for capital and support for small businesses. And that's just in the short term, mm-hmm. just in the short term. Longer term is a bunch more in infrastructure uh, assistance for renters and low-income housing credits, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Who knew that's what we needed to set the uh, the America uh, to set the country back on the right course? This country got in so much trouble once we started talking about billions. Now we're talking about yep. billions upon yeah. billions to trillions. Yeah. Now and, and we then talk it beca- about. And then it becomes it doesn't even like I don't think it registers with the average American no. just how much that is. It's just a random arbitrary number that they can't yeah. fathom. But, but here's who it will register with: our children when they're yes. grown and the ability to pay it back is not there. And our country literally falls apart in debt. I mean, you only have to look at places like Venezuela and others that the debt just crushes them. Mm -hmm. So my question is, though, haven't we already been throwing money at all of these problems? Like throwing money does not work. But they don't want to throw money at police. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's take money away from police. But their, their solution to every problem is throw money at a problem, unless, of course, it's police, then you defund them, which just goes to show you how devious they really are and, and their ulterior motives in, in all of this. So I don't know. This is just more feel-good nonsense that isn't going to do anything to solve any of the problems that they want to try to solve. And some of the problems they want to try to solve don't really even exist. Yeah. This is literally literally by the playbook, how African presidents run their countries, literally by the playbook. 
You create a big funnel. Mm -hmm. You make everybody feel like this Christmas is coming mm -hmm. and then you siphon and you siphon off. So 20 billion for child care. Tell me the organizations that benefit. I guarantee you, you're going to see IPPF, International Planned Parenthood Foundation, in there. You're going to see all these tentacles. This is how it's done. And it is Venezuela. This is how Venezuela felt. Mm -hmm. This is how, this is the tipping point right here. It's monopoly at this point. To your, mm -hmm. to your point, you can't, when you start talking billions and billions, it's, it's, you're so far out there now. Just your eyes glaze over. Yeah, it's done. Mm -hmm. and, and now they've actually, they've actually now done that. They've actually now pulled the wool over America's eyes, and now they can say, open it wide. Open it up. Siphon off. Mm -hmm. Nobody can track it. Where's, where's Black Lives Matter money coming from? Where's it going? Can't track it. Mm -hmm. where's the, who's going to track this? Who's going to audit this? Right? When those designed to audit is like, hey, just create a siphon over here and fund this organization and that organization. This is, this is so bad for our nation. It feels like Africa. Right. It's perplexing to me, too, because, you know, you you look at this and I find it very similar to uh, the welfare system that Democrats keep pushing on communities of color, telling them we're going to throw more money at you, you know, to solve all of your problems. But it's like, how long can the Democrats get away with saying that to these communities before they look at where they're at and say that they haven't been helping us this entire time? Why should we trust them now? Yeah, I mean, I hope that the wake up call comes down with the whole defund the police movement. There's no help for anybody if, if they're in trouble. You've been saying it for a long time. You've been saying it for a long time. I've been saying it for a long time. All these cities are run by Democrats. Yes. Yeah. Most of these cities that we're talking about, like Baltimore, Detroit, St. Louis, Chicago, are all run by black Democrats. Yeah. And, and so their solution had always been throw money at problems. These cities are all bankrupt, basically. Uh, they, ca they can't fund all the programs they want. The programs don't work. We've got to reprogram society. That's you right. know, they talk about training police. We need to retrain the public yeah. on one, how to act around police on one, how to have some gumption and take responsibility for yourself, how to go out there and get it without having a handout, without relying on government for your safety and security and your well-being. We need to reprogram the public that way. But you'll never get that through the mainstream media. Mm. Ever. I, I love that point. I was on mm. Stuber's show. If I can plug Stu, Stu's show just for a second on, on 4th of July and say, Yaku, you're an immigrant. And I, and I literally said this. We need to retrain Americans what it is to be an American. Mm-hmm. Saying, I'm an American, there's a checklist. Okay, so it means you are a defender of the Constitution. All the things I had to swear to, yeah. I had to renounce all alliances. I had to swear to bear arms, defend this nation, foreign enemies, foreign domestic. Americans have forgotten what it is to be an American. We, you make such a good point. We have to retrain society. Hey, you've got a responsibility when you're a citizen of this country. Mm -hmm. Stop looking out at government and say, oh, I'm the victim. Can someone give me a handout and wake up in the morning and say, praise God, I'm in this nation. I need to start contributing to this. Hey, nation. I'll give you a little good news. So a woman who works for, for my family for the last 10 years is a Guatemalan permanent resident here in the United States. And I was talking to her today about politics. And we were talking about the possibility of more shutdowns. And she told me that she literally loves President Trump. And everybody in her family loves President Trump. And I told her, well, your story is not getting told. Yeah, sure. And I have to believe 
there's more people out there. And I said, when are you going to become an American citizen? And she says, well, I don't have the money. And I said, we need to make it easier yes. for good people to become American citizens and harder for bad people to come here. Instead, we got an opposite. We make it easy for bad people to come here, really hard for good people to come here. I told her, I said, I'll pay for your American citizenship. Yeah. She thinks it costs about 800 bucks. I said, I'm 800 bucks to have you as an American citizen. And that's another Trump voter. I'm in. Hey, and, and I'm in with you. We've got a team that can help her. Just reach out to me after the show. We can. These are the people who want to be here, people who want to contribute, right. yeah. want to feed their families. They want to contribute. They want to keep this nation great. And, and I believe amazing. there's so many more people out there like Look, we're her. starting to run this country like they run California. Does it work? I just want to ask people, does it work? Uh, They're in the red. It doesn't work. I mean, judging by all of the human feces in the streets in California, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. No. So why would we run the country like they run California? Because there's, there's a small group of society whose pockets get lined right. mm -hmm. through this. Let's not be blind and stupid. They're not for the people. They're not for you. There's no hand out there. They give you a dollar and they take 10 in the back. This mm -hmm. is what's happening under a program. Yeah. Uh, so kind of on that same note, in that same vein, the National Museum of African-American History, there is a uh, pamphlet from them that is now going viral. It uh, it wants to make you aware of what it is uh, to be white. It is aspects and assumptions of whiteness, white culture in the United States. This legitimately, guys, this is from the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Okay. So those of you who are like, well, why does this matter? Why is this news of the day? Well, this is a museum that's actually putting this garbage out. So listen to this. Um, let's see. White culture in the United States is, uh, is, is rugged individualism. All right. The individual is the primary unit. Independence and autonomy is highly valued. Self-reliance, uh, family structure. You have a nuclear family. The husband is the breadwinner and the head of household. The wife is the homemaker. The children should have their own rooms and be independent. Emphasis on scientific method. Objective, rational, linear thinking cause and effect relationships. Quantitative hypothesis. Uh, and, oh, and by the way, work ethic. Hard work is the key to success. So what I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here reading this and I'm like, so what are you saying that black people are? Right. If this is to define whiteness, you're saying that black people don't believe in objective, rational thinking? Hard work. Hard work? Self-reliance? Each child having their own bedroom? Really? You want to go ask any family, do you want? No, no. We want our children all like India living right. on top of each That's other. That's your goal? Right? <laughs> to not have your children. Th those in their are some rooms. really good corner pillars for a good society. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> for that's all the definition races. of American culture. Yes. And, and I will tell you, you know who solidified American culture a long time ago? Is the black community. Before the Democrats got involved with ruining inner city black and, and people of color communities in these, in these cities. Y you ask any member of the black community that I know, they will agree with all of these things. It says that's what they support, too. Right. So who's the head of the, the Museum of Black Culture? What is the museum? that? Why is there even a museum like this? Well, I can tell you that the list of top donors for this museum yep. uh, include, well, by the way, taxpayer funded, right, partially, mm -hmm. uh, Oprah Winfrey Charitable Foundation, uh, Bill, and Bill and Melinda Gates Always. Foundation. Mm -hmm. He's the new Soros of the day. Yeah. He's in everything. Soros Jr. Yep, over there. Soros Jr. Uh, Look, Oprah Winfrey, though, for as much as you want to slam her, 
She's the freaking American dream. She started the same way I did. She was a street reporter in Chicago. I was a street reporter in cities like Hartford and New York and Dallas. Mm -hmm. She she became a, she may be a billionaire now. I don't know. She's awful wealthy. She's lived the American dream. It was capitalism that got her there. And, And I don't believe that she believes that black communities don't support these ideals. Come on. It's incredible. It's incredible. uh, Time. Let me just give you a few more time. Uh, Whiteness, white people follow rigid time schedules. She's going to be on time. I thought that went to work out. Please out. talk to my fiance about this because <laughs> getting ready at night, she obviously is not following the white culture of being on time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I help me out. Please help me. Close I don't know if you. I can. Is this like the frowning upon white people for having these va- these values in time? What, what are they trying to say? Uh, are they, I, is this negative? They say this is negative. So what? You want a culture with no time? We don't respect time. A right. culture where hard work is frowned upon. Sarah, I know the show starts at, at a certain time, but I, if I'm 15, 20 minutes late, I'll get here when I get here. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, now, the museum does say uh, under a section captioned confronting whiteness, if you identify as white, acknowledging your white racial identity and its privileges is a crucial step to help end Racism. Facing your whiteness is hard and can result in feelings of guilt, sadness, confusion, defensiveness, or fear. Okay, so I'm supposed to say, I acknowledge I want to be on time. And I got to somehow apologize for that. That's a good thing. The bad thing. What, what are they saying? Again, they're saying a whole lot. We're not saying anything. And by the way, isn't this racist? Yes, that's why I'm like, uh, if the National Museum of African American History is basically saying black people don't believe in science, in having a mother and a father, in being self-reliant, in being on time, in like actually working hard, what do you think of yourself as a community? Right. You just think your own they're people are repre- a bunch of they, lazy I'm with people? You. They're not representing that community. I've been in no. more locker rooms than I can remember in my life. And the African-American culture is a family culture. Absolutely. That's tight. what I was trying to get it's at. A, it's, a fatherless, <laughs> it's a fatherless culture, which is a completely different issue. Because it wasn't government. always that way. It no, wasn't no. Always no that but the way. government incentivizes right. the fathers to leave. But it is a family culture. The Hispanic culture is a family culture. Mm. That they don't represent. They don't speak for the African-American culture. That's... Which, by the way, I'll have you know, this is the only African-American at the table. That's right. This I, is. I can pull both. I, I, no, <laughs> hey, it's true. I can pull both passports for you. That's right. Legally. This is. Legally. Right. That you are hearing this from you. an actual African-American. Yep. So. Because it's not about <laughs> skin color, right? Exactly. Well, we're told. Uh, all right. We've got more coming up. And if you guys thought that that was really woke, just wait until you hear about the racism of sleep. No, I'm not kidding. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. Uh, so I don't know if you know this, but uh, the FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes in America. It actually happens because your home's title is kept online where uh, thieves can go in, forge your name on the deed that is kept online stating that they've sold your home and then they can refile as a new owner. So all of the equity, all of the equity that you have spent all of this time and energy and money, you know, compiling as your retirement nest egg. Yeah, that's all done away with and they can actually evict you from your own home before you even know what's going on and can even do anything about it. All right. So home title lock is it's like the only place that does it. You don't have an identity theft program that will protect you. You don't have a banking program that will protect you. You may think that you're protected, but you are not unless you have home title lock. All you have to do is go to home title lock.com. It's really it's really 
really easy. It'll take you like 10 seconds. Okay, maybe like a minute, but still very quick. Register your address to see if you are already a victim. You wouldn't know it unless you register your address. All right. Use promo code Y that's W H Y for 30 free days of protection. That is promo code W H Y Y at home title lock.com. Go there now. It's the only way you're going to find out. Do not be one of the unlucky people who find out before it's too late. Home title lock.com. All right, you guys, I, if anyone has high blood pressure out there, I just want to make sure you've taken your meds today. I want to make sure you're sitting, okay, because your head may explode when you hear this. Teen Vogue. Now, again, we just went over this, like, white culture nonsense uh, from the National Museum of African American History. Like, well, why does this matter? Well, because it's what's being taught to people, okay? So, Teen Vogue, this is what is being taught to our children. Uh, They published an article in their most recent uh, magazine called Black Power Naps is Addressing Systemic Racism in Sleep. So now we are to believe that sleep is actually racist. So the argument here, stay, stay with me. I know you're already like, I don't, I can't connect the dots. Stay with me here. Okay. Um, black power naps argues that blacks have had shorter lives than whites because blacks were not permitted to sleep and thus reparations must be given in the form of time off from work because uh, the black community has been dealing with sleep deprivation for hundreds of years now. And I'm, you know, I'm not a scientist, okay, but I don't think that that's how sleep deprivation works. I'm not sure that you can add it up and like apply it to the next generation of people, but apparently it was inherited. It was inherited. The author of this says we're dealing with an inheritance of sleep deprivation. It was a deliberate tactic of slave owners to make the mind feeble. That same tactic has only evolved and we need rest as reparations. So, can, can I go first? I thought you heard it all. Can I? I thought you heard Please. it all. Can I? Okay. <laughs> teen Vogue. The same Teen Vogue that teaches 12 year olds how to sex. Yes. The same Teen Vogue that, that promotes pedophilia. This, I don't. Teen Vogue is a trash can yes. okay, of a publication. Trash. Mm-hmm. The lowest of the low. Tr- President Trump says you're the lowest. No, Teen Vogue is the lowest of the low. Listen, so you're saying. <laughs> that I should go back and ask my mother how much my father slept in the two years he was in my life because I am owed something. Mm -hmm. I sleep four hours a night. I worked until four o'clock this morning. I was up at 8 a.m. I haven't taken a nap in, oh, that's right, never. Okay, (laughs) afternoon naps, what they talk about, afternoon naps. This is the biggest load of, we, listen, if this is where we're going, please America, tell me, you you can't take this seriously. Mm-hmm. This is the thing you go to the bathroom with and you throw it in the toilet, okay? <laughs> Literally. I don't think that's recommended for But you know what's the scary things. part of this is that the Democrats have done an unbelievable job of weaponizing yes. entertainment, these types of magazines, Hollywood. You throw it all into one bunch and they push propaganda through these outlets. And, and here you want to talk about our, the young minds of our mm-hmm. children being infected with left-wing, ridiculous excuse propaganda. It's corrupt. It's like literally make excuses for everybody that they're not getting sleep. It is corrupt. And, and so this is why every parent should be 
have a real handle on what your kids are reading, and I would recommend you should not allow them to read Teen Vogue. No. Yeah. But Grant, it's baseless, though. Again, where's the fact? You can't pass on, so can you please sleep more tonight that your child can no. feel better tomorrow? Look, I, I, what, I'm trying to what, hire what truck drivers. I should be dreaming about my fiance next to me and us on the beach. Instead, I'm dreaming about 18-wheeler drivers and how I'm going to get the next one to work for The notion well, that your sleep can help me or pass down generation to generation, what are we talking about? Well, listen, there, I realize that, you know, you guys have your white man struggles. Right, okay, white man struggles. With, like, working and, right. you know, employing people. Right. Employing people. Feeding your families. Paying okay. taxes so they can go out to $350 billion programs. Right, but I'm here to tell you that uh, according to this article, this conversation is particularly pertinent now because many people are taking the streets to protest for Black Lives Matter. Uh, I'd rather they take a nap. <laughs> My lord. Yes, take a nap. Stop writing. Go take Stop a writing. nap. Take a nap. They said or work from home for crying out loud. If you're a professional rioter, work from home. We're in lockdown. <laughs> Ruin your own house. Well, they want both. So they say we're having to go out in the streets during a pandemic, expending our energy in really huge amounts in order to ask for reparations and rest and energy. It's a double edged sword to navigate as an activist. You're putting your body on the line to reclaim it. That creates a lot of burnout. We have people who are 20, 20. 21, they are burnt out. They need time off. Can I ask how this reparation Show me, I got it. Is that real? <laughs> it's real, right? <laughs> I'm the, reading for myself because, Sarah, you know. Yeah, so how does the reparations thing work? Like, are they only going to have white people pay the reparations? Or does everybody pay a, a tax? You and, know, it's interesting, Grant. I don't think that they've actually gotten that far, that far. when they've reasoned it out in their head. I'm not sure that they've gotten that far. Bro, get, get this. Because that's not really unifying if they say no. we're only going to have white people pay this. Well, and what if no, you have, no. what if you're a white person whose ancestors fought alongside African Americans? Are you exempt? Do you get exempt if, you're, if your what ancestors did the right thing? What if your name right is thing? Grant and you help free the South? <laughs> Yeah, look, <laughs> we're expanding energy in huge amounts in order to ask for reparations, arrest, and energy. Can you, can you give me some of your energy? Explain that to me. Can, you, no. can we make up for the energy we lost, for, for the sleep that we lost? These are lunatics. By the way, I've gone after that executive editor, all right, that editor-in-chief mm-hmm. at Teen Vogue. Really? This, yeah, yeah, for sure. She's nuts. <laughs> nuts. I, I, well, what was your first clue, Yaku? Okay. <laughs> This is the kind of stuff. That, when you're an editor-in-chief and someone brings that to you, you know what? i got a good story for us. We're going to tell them we're owed sleep. Right. they got to pay us money for sleep. And, and my body's burned out. I'm 21. Your body's burned out at 21. You're doing something else, okay? Right. Get off the crack or whatever you're on. Or just, okay? I mean, like, grow up. Man, Stop man whining. Man up a little bit, right? If you're 20, you should have all the energy in the world, but it's just maybe you should, like, Choose to uh, put forth that energy in actual productive did you ways. Just say man up. Did you just say <laughs> I man did. Up? I did say man up. <laughs> I love it. I you, did. you know, you know how the body actually works. I know a little bit about the body. The, the more you actually exert yourself, the more energy the body produces. It's called ATP energy. So when you go out and you protest and you ride, you're actually producing energy. You're actually, not, you're burning, but you're producing. This is the biggest nonsense. I mean, I don't even know how much attention do you give to this because. That's why but, I was like, but it no. corrupts young minds. Though. Yes, and that's, that's the, the problem. problem. Mm-hmm. Parents at home need to know about this. There's stuff a reason so they can this stop is not their kids yes. from reading it before it gets to them. Yes, let's not be yes. stupid. There's a reason this is not published in Vogue, but it's in Teen Vogue, because that's the impressionable mind. Mm-hmm. That's the mind that goes. You know what? I am a black kid, and and I am tired. Someone stole my sleep. Right. 
They stole my sleep. Stole my sleep. Now give me money. What, can you buy sleep? Can you buy rest? No, close your eyes. Don't riot. (laughs) Put your head down. Right? And sleep. And you can't make up for it, by the way. Yesterday is yesterday. I mean, certainly not like uh, cross generations. (laughs) But you can't make up. Pregnant mama, you can't. If you don't sleep tonight, tomorrow's difficult. You can definitely sleep more the next night and the following day would be better. But this is not like a storage unit. Yes. Well, does he keep you up at night? Yes. He should remunerate you for keeping you up, for it's losing a... sleep with the snoring. Hey, that is uh, a great he's point. watching right yes, now. That's right. <laughs> Did you hear that? I'm with this guy, okay? But I'm not on that one. Because I, I, he would owe his wife a little bit there, too. I, I don't know. I don't snore. We don't do anything wrong, do we? I know. I've, I've never snored in my we life. We keep time. We work is. hard. You white men. Oh, you just keep getting worse and worse. All right, we've got a lot more coming up today. First, we want to thank our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So let's talk for a second about internet freedom. Okay, so we've got our social media companies, and they get to decide what content is suitable for all the cute little snowflakes out there. And they can censor whatever it is that they don't like that they think might be offensive. But shouldn't you be the one to decide what you want to read or watch? Not them. All right, well, here's one thing you can control. Their access to your data. You got to use ExpressVPN for that. Big tech companies, um, the problem with them is that they not only, like, they they censor what you read, but they also are tracking every single thing you're doing online. And you may think you put it into, like, private mode or whatever you guys have on Chrome or and whatnot. And you think, no one can see what I'm doing. Oh, no, 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 no. They can see everything you do. And then they can use that data. They can serve you ads that match it, or they can sell your data to whoever the hell they want, really. Okay, so that's why you need ExpressVPN. If you want your privacy to actually really be private on the computer, it's all going to be masked and anonymized, anonymized, say that five times fast, by a secure VPN server. They encrypt 100% of your data. You got to go to expressvpn.com. You can get three months for free right now if you go to expressvpn.com slash why. You will get an extra three months of service for free when you sign up. That is expressvpn.com slash why. Let's switch to 2020. I think I need to give these guys a little bit of a moment to just Breathe. yeah, cal- calm down from uh, all of that social justice warrior I was gonna take a nap. nonsense. Were you? Well, you, you don't need to <laughs> no. because you're not black, so you don't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can't be sleep deprived. It's fine. Uh, so, in the latest weekly White House Watch survey conducted by Rasmussen Reports, President Trump. Uh, who trailed Joe Biden in the last survey by 10 points, has apparently narrowed the deficit to just three points, uh, finds that the likely Democratic presidential nominee had earned 47 percent support among likely U.S. voters to Trump's 44 percent. Now, it does say an additional 5 percent said that they prefer some other candidate and 4 percent are undecided. So who knows which way those people will uh, shake out. But uh, Trump garnered 79% of the Republican vote. Biden got 76% of Democrats. And then in independent voters, Biden scored 44% of the vote, Trump 38%. Uh, Grant, what are your thoughts on the latest? And I know it's just a poll Mm -hmm. and the polls were wrong in 2016. Um, But I do also know that, you know, 
as this poll is coming out, uh, the Trump team just had a little bit of a shakeup in their campaign. He announced a new campaign manager uh, mm-hmm. to run. I was a little bit unclear because it didn't. It looked like he said Brad Parscale is still going to be there. He's just also going to be doing other things. Yeah. I think probably a nice way of saying demoted. Right. We're we're bringing someone else right. in. Um, so what are your thoughts on all of that? Um I mean, clearly, I don't put a lot of stock in the polls, but the fascinating question with the polls, and there was an article that came out today that I saw that was clearly a left-wing, hell-bent on slamming President Trump article that the polls showed that it was too much to overcome, and even if you had them as wrong as they were with Hillary, Joe Biden still has a big enough lead that even if they were that wrong, that President Trump would would still lose. And so the narrative is the left knows that the polls can't be trusted, Mm -hmm. but they're going to keep pushing this. But it's really not in anybody's best interest, not even Joe Biden's best interest to be pushing that he has some kind of a big lead. Nobody that's running in a race wants to be told that they have a big lead because then you run the risk of your people not showing up for you. Well, certainly someone whose enthusiasm is, I mean, yeah, you you look at the voters anytime they they are asked if they're enthusiastic about Joe Biden. They're like, why would I be enthusiastic about a dead person? Two things about. Joe Biden, right? So clearly you're right, Sarah. There is no enthusiasm. Nobody's excited to vote for Joe Biden. But he's also not hated. Hillary Clinton was hated. She was despised. No one, you know, Joe Biden, he's got the, the he's the perfect, I'll have a beer with him, right? Everybody well, says probably have a beer feel with him. sorry for him. Well, I know I feel sorry for him, yeah. but he's not despised. So he's not going to turn people out to vote against him like Hillary Clinton turned people out to vote against him. I still think this is a toss-up race. I am a firm believer that the president is going to win, but it is not going to be easy coming down to the wire. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. it's definitely not going to be easy. We've got to fight like we're behind. When you're, when you're in any race, whether it's political, you want to be the underdog. You want to be the one where your supporters say, we better show up. We better fight like heck because we want to champion you to win. To your point, I like what you're saying because it's not going to take much to make a Biden supporter stay at home. Yeah. So I like the fact that they're overconfident. Stay overconfident. Right. Please be overconfident, you know? See how this works out for you because, because he, is, he is not a polarizing figure, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I've also said the president needs to take his focus off of Joe Biden and put it on America and then shift it to something that can, can reveal Biden's character and that's his son, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Go after Hunter, right? Because Biden is so vanilla Right. He's so mellow that he's almost not here, you know. Right. And so I, I think, but I'm with you. I think, do I think the polls are going to be as wrong as they were in 16? No. Do I think that's 100 percent accurate? No, but it's a fight. We better fight. I mean, for you sure. Know, I asked a family member of mine who lives in the Northeast that is a huge liberal. Mm-hmm. And I said, please tell me what you and I said this very respectfully. I said, please tell me what you love about Joe Biden, his plans. What what's the one plan that he has, the one initiative that he's offering up that you really are excited about instituting in America. Well, he's not he's mean. Not, well, he, well, he's, not, he's not President Trump. He's not. It was all. He's not. He doesn't tweet this. He's, he's not a yeah. racist. Or, yeah. I said, That's no, no, no. It's not a policy. It's no. not a policy. No. I said, I don't want to hear what he's, how he's not or a, like Or President a character Trump. trait. Tell right. me one thing. And do you know, they could not do it. And I would challenge any Democrat out there yeah. to tell me one policy measure that yeah. they like better than President Trump or one that gets them really excited. But are they, but are they, when last did they vote policy? They don't. 
They vote celebrity. They vote hype and fluff. You know, call them the cotton candy party. I mean, it's all just, you know, fluff. I mean, they, when did they vote policy? I mean, if they really looked at policy and looked at Hillary's policy, they would go, this is going to kill our country. Yeah. If you really dig down into the real policy, right? And Joe is not putting forth any policy. I mean, this plan he put forth was a hybrid Trump plan, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I don't know, Sarah. I, I've never, I've told you before, so I'm going to stay on it. I don't trust the polls. Mm-hmm. I've never trusted the mm-hmm. polls. I didn't even trust the polls when, when President Bush was, you know, in office. Or I just don't trust the polls because especially now, I think, and I hate this term. I'm going to get, I hate the term silent majority. Why in the living Hades is the majority silent? Right. If we are the majority, if we are in fact the majority, why are we silent then? If you're the majority, stand up and crush them. Mm-hmm. Just crush them. Mm-hmm. Show up, right? Typically, though, history has shown that the smallest groups that are the most passionate have the loudest, the loudest voices. Yeah. Of Just look at, at the Black yeah. Lives Matter Squeaky movement, look at Antifa. Yeah, but it's time for the majority then to not be silent, Grant. That's right. Take this country back. That's it. Just take it back. Don't even leave it up to the... Just just show up and just go go and put... This is the Bill Belichick, one minute left, we're up 24 points, you want to kneel? No, score another touchdown. Just mm-hmm. go crush it. Mm-hmm. Wake up and speak and don't leave it up to the polls. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing uh, to, to look at really quickly will be to see if the American people have a long enough attention span to understand that Joe Biden was just in office not that long ago. So anything that he's saying, you know, I heard him talk about health care and health insurance not maybe three weeks ago. And he's talking about how we have such a horrible problem in health care and he's going to be the one to fix it. And I'm like, you were just in office for eight years and you're the one who destroyed it. Will the American public actually connect those dots? I think the majority of the American public do not connect those dots. Um, But then you have the voting public and you try to get some on either side who try to get engaged with with the side they're on and educate mm-hmm. themselves but the large majority of Americans aren't going to relate that to Joe Biden Joe Biden the only reason they're going to vote for him is because he's not president Trump and they're being hammered day in and day out that president Trump is evil that he's a racist none of that's true by the way of course. but they're being hammered day in and day out and that's what they'll believe yeah yaku last word on that yeah you you said it all you said it. It can't be said better. We we need to help them remember. Mm-hmm. I think that will be that, a key that thing that literally Trump will need to literally three and a half years ago. The policies we're dealing with now that we're still trying to change in healthcare. He was critical vice president. Whether he was any good or not is irrelevant. That was his position, right? He helped set those up. Mm-hmm. So if he's knocking them, you're knocking your own work. Right. Yeah. All right. We have got more coming up after the break. Back in a minute. Especially healthcare, because we haven't done anything on healthcare. Really. I believe he actually had the audacity to go out on stage and make a speech. Republican Georgia Governor Brian Kemp issued an executive order uh, late yesterday prohibiting local municipalities from establishing mask mandates for people who go out in public. So no one locally in the state of Georgia uh, can enforce a mask order that is more restrictive than the one at the state level, which I believe is not is non-existent. Uh, so, I mean, say what you, I think, I think Brian Kemp has handled it great. Mm-hmm. I will say, 
I also, we saw this from Greg Abbott and we were like, awesome, he's on board with Liberty. And then that changed in a heartbeat. So it will interesting. It will be interesting to see how this plays out. But I mean, judging by how he has handled it so far, he doesn't seem to be backing down from his pro-Liberty, pro-freedom stance. And uh, now the uh, the local areas in Georgia will have a hard time enforcing mask mandates. People are free to do what they want to protect themselves. And I've said to every grandpa, grandma out there, if you want to stay home, and maybe you should if you're at risk, then stay home, but don't make me change my life and my child's life and school and all this other ridiculous stuff because you're in danger. That you need to stay home, but don't make us shut down our whole economy. I'm a big fan of what Kemp is doing here. I think people can make the right decisions. And I want to make this clear for everybody at home. Local control The state has control over cities. It's unlike states to the federal government. The states made the federal government. We give the federal government power. At a state level, it is the other way around. The state has the right to give the local municipalities power. And uh, even conservatives forget that difference Mm -hmm. in who authorizes who and where the power ultimately comes from. And so the the governor clearly has that right, just like in Texas, when Governor Abbott says, hey, you know what? No anti-gun laws on a local level that, that would be unconstitutional. You cannot do that. That's why we have the rule where the state can overrule local towns. Yeah. Uh, Yaku, instead of a mask mandate, the state order right now, so far right now, says that masks are, quote, strongly encouraged, except when eating, drinking, or exercising. Do you think that people would be more inclined to wear masks uh, whenever they are not eating, drinking, or exercising if it was more like Georgia and it was just, you know, we're going to say that it's strongly encouraged, but we're not going to force you to wear one. Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. Because people want liberty. They want freedom. They want to make a choice for themselves, right? I mean, a very close friend of mine said, I changed my mind a little bit on this. I feel now I want to wear a mask, but I really don't like someone telling me I have to do it. And, and to the point here, Georgia has led this from the get-go, opened before Texas, stood their ground. This is where with Governor Abbott, and I like him, but this is where on guns he stood firm. But this is where he allowed Clay Jenkins and the Dallas guys to just run over the state and say, no, people will do the right thing for their families. They're going to. But the second you force someone to do something, particularly in this state, in Texas, but take your rights and tell you what you're going to do from a local level, then I want to rebel. Mm-hmm. I want to say, no, I'm going to show you I have liberty and freedom. So I do think you actually see more people wear the mask. Whoever thought I'd be you know? carrying around this? <gasps> no way. Do you believe it? No, I You know why? Because if I want to walk into my gym, I have to wear it. Yeah. Otherwise, they say no. You know what? I was told they look like panties. Do they? Do they look like Texas panties? They do a little bit. It's true. No, it looks like one side it. of the bikini is what it looks like. I have seen some. Okay, how so, ridiculous is this? But speaking of, it, do you think do you guys feel safer now? No, because no. I really don't think you're any no. safer with me wearing no. this. No, you know what? You look like you look like you should be sitting on a Harley Davidson right now, going down the interstate. You right. get flies in your mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fly protector for motorcycle riders. <laughs> well, I mean, but you bring that up the the panties thing, and I don't want to get dirty. Right. Oh, this would be a great conversation. Can't wait for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but but I think that's what's also so frustrating to uh, the general public is not just that they're being forced, but that it just seems so arbitrary and scientifically it doesn't make sense because there are people who literally to make a mockery of the mask mandate 
are putting panties on their face, yeah. are wearing crocheted masks with giant holes in yep. them, yep. and they're still, you're allowed, and yep. so it's like, tell me this isn't just a virtue signal. Did you see the Laura Ingram, I think it was Laura, check me on this, but Laura Ingram came out and said, hey, cloth mask, what's the deal? It doesn't even work, there's holes in these things. The doctor who uh, was yeah, on yeah, there? Exactly, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Bro, I, I, don't, Sorry. I don't have a mask in my pocket, bro. If I want to go to the gym, I got to bring it with me. So I carry it with At me. At least your gym's open. Yes. Glad for yes. that, that it's open again. How, so how do you, how long, how much longer do you see this going on? Oh my gosh. What a, that, I mean, that's the million dollar question, right? Well, I'm I mean, afraid this is going to be with us for a really long time. The mask thing? The mask, the mask thing. thing. Well, because you notice whenever they come out, whenever the local municipalities or a state comes out with a mask mandate, they don't give you any sort of criteria for when we can end it. Yeah. Right. They don't say, well, once we reach X, Y, Z in number of cases or hospitalizations or fatalities, we're going to make it go away. You tell me when it's government has when when is government put regulations on the people and then ultimately rolled them back? Yeah. No, 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 never. It never, never. happens. But, never. but I'll tell you, you and I, and again, maybe, I don't know, March, mid-March, Grant was sitting in here. Grant had a rant, right? And he was saying, where are the facts? Where's the numbers? Where's the data? Where's the math? Okay, so here we go. Let's take California, who's been mask mandated, who, who, who the cases rose at the same tempo as yes, Texas. Texas. Now we're in Texas where you got the Dallas boys and now you got Georgia. So let's, let's now actually start tracking real data. Mm -hmm. Look at Georgia now that's saying it's not mandatory. It's recommended, but it's still up to you as a family member. Right. And let's go, let's go get a real legitimate subset of data. Right. Right. And I, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be shocked by what you see. You're going to see that masks actually does not stop this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. More people are not dying. Less people are dying, which is really the conversation to be had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Forget about how many people are having it. We don't test every year for how many people have the common cold or the common flu. Because it would be million. It would be maybe 50 million. And would, the idea with okay. kids, California, they're talking about closing schools like so many other states, which is really has me outraged. California has not had one child, not one, die of the Chinese plague. Not one, okay? They've had 185. <laughs> Get that dig in there. The Chinese oh, plague. He's talking to Pharaoh right now. Plagues are coming. <laughs> the last data set, 185 kids were either in the ICU or died of the flu, yeah. mm -hmm. and we didn't mm -hmm. shut down schools for that. Yeah. 185 children. Look at HHA Health and Human Service Texas numbers that came out in 2019, 10,000 dying in 19 of flu, 3,000 of COVID, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> did you see what they did? Oakley, Oakley sunglasses, yeah. went to the NFL and said, hey, we made a mask for the helmet. They made a covering for Stop. the helmet. J.J. Watt. J and look, Houston has, lost, Houston has lost his mind. J.J. Washington. Oh, that's great. Now in the middle of 105 degrees in summer, you're right. going to cut my breathing. Right. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great for the athletes right. who are out there. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not a scientist, but I feel like oxygen is required for like, life and stuff. It's back important. important. I mean, ish. <laughs> you know, just for like. It's not as important as napping. <laughs> All right. Yesterday's poll. Will you comply if there is a new round of lockdowns in your state? 83% of you almost said no. Uh-uh. 17% said yes. But Jason Buttrell made a good point yesterday. It's not really up to, I mean, it's really the business owners 
on and whether or not they will comply. Because if the businesses are all closed, I don't know where y'all are going to go. You just, I mean, really you could be like, walk, go walk Yahoo's up to house. It. Yeah, yes, yeah, you're that's welcome. true. That's true. We can still have the gatherings, right. which would probably yeah, be I banned. say play dates. Let's do it. No, I'm not. Compl- Sorry, I'm jumping. She's in. married and pregnant. Kid play dates. Oh, kid play dates. Oh, oh okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so am I, but I'm not pregnant. Okay. Other than some men in this country who think they can become pregnant, it's which is true. a whole other conversation. Did you know, not only females can get cervical cancer, but that's a whole other story for a different day. Today's poll, who do you trust the least? The CIA, the FBI, the media, or the president? Mm. I think the media. This is one of those ones. It has to be a hundred percent on the media. It has to. It has. But they're never got to one. Have you ever got to a hundred? No, I don't think so. It's media, CIA, FBI. I trust the president. I trust so the he's president. not even, he shouldn't even be in there. See, and I, I think that's where we're going to have yeah. a problem, is that people don't trust the FBI either, I know, for no, sure. No, they don't. I trust, the, I trust yeah. the everyday agents of the FBI. I don't the everyday, right. the, now I'm talking the, about organizations, the bureaucrats. The bureaucrats. The but bureaucrats. it's media, stop, 100%. Did Let you get to 100 the other day? No. No, I didn't. Ow. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.